You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, everybody? In this podcast, we talk a little music, the entrepreneurial spirit, and of course, stocks. Today's episode is a very special one. We've got a renaissance man of visual brilliance and a crypto vault, Mr. Mike Curtin, joining us, and one of the most inspiring people I've ever met in my life, the very powerful, extremely talented Matt Rosa. Before we get started, none of this is any financial advice or investment ideas, so I'm not going to waste any more time talking about it. Buckle up. And welcome to Punk Stock. Dreamcast I never had it. So I never had a segment. Time, though. It, it was. was well. What was before Dreamcast? There was that the Genesis. one. No, it was. A, right? It was the one that oh, was in Saturn. between like, Saturn. Like, was it Saturn? Is yeah, that what it was called? Atari. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it was called. Was it the Saturn? It was Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn. Yeah. There was a GameCube that was out. GameCube yeah, was, was after. A GameCube was after the 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 Dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Nintendo. Tony Hawk Three with a little little disc. Yeah. I remember trading in my N sixty four to get a GameCube Oof. at EB Games. That's a that's a dude colored EB colored N sixty fours are now like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> like the old uh, orange and green and blue like uh, see through type swear. shit. Do you swear on the, your podcast? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Everybody's different, man. Do you but, yeah, swear? They, they, they on your sell podcast? them now. Could it's you imagine vintage and retro holding Nick Berzazi back from anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Introduce yourself. So yeah, yeah, you guys go, are our go. first guest as our on our podcast. Are we really? Yeah, yeah we usually just I'm honored. Thank yell you. at each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is still pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. So go ahead, introduce yourself. Um, and give a little background. Cool, Throw cool. Um, Matt Rosa. Nice. Uh, born in <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. Uh, raised in Miami, Florida. 28 years old. Um, married. Got two beautiful dogs. Beautiful. <laughs> Not kids. <laughs> um, and honestly, I've been in the entrepreneurial realm for seven years now. Um, my first love was obviously music when it came to bands and being in the scene. Um, but I was, I guess timing wasn't right. And I guess skill wasn't right at that point. Um, found entrepreneurship. And then after that, I fell absolutely in love with it. You know, currently have an organization of over 300,000 students learning how to trade cryptocurrencies, Forex, binary options. I mean, if it moves in the markets, we got you. Um, and now getting back to the music scene, you know, right. working out with uh Nick, working out with Ace, and uh, here we are on the Punk Stocks podcast, which is pretty dope, if I may add. <laughs> right on, very sick, very sick, Michael. Oh, yo, <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Michael Curtin, and uh, I'm a videographer and uh, a general business owner of many facets. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I followed this man around the world. And, yeah, I uh, think I think creative director. There you go. Hey man, a lot of different 
buckets you know a lot of buckets mike is an extremely humble individual in Uh, the best way yeah Yeah, in the best way true so yeah that's it man (laughs) where have you guys been together like how many places have you gone uh i think what last year together last year was uh i think 16 or 18 18 countries total i've been to 26 and he's been to like 40 yeah and so when you get there you're speaking right that's what you're you're yeah are you teaching um a little bit of both a little bit of both um so my role inside of the company is more so the marketing development um inspiration motivation shifting the paradigms of specific individuals and showing them what it is that the platform can do for average individuals like myself um so we show up and we just we talk our talk it was with A's. The, the analogy I always bring is that it's just like music. It's just very similar in the way that, like, uh, you know, this they're students, right? But they're also, like, just individual people, and they all want to be catered to in a different way. And so there's, you know, teams across the world. And, um, you know, just like music, you have, you know, your run-ups, your studio time. You're getting in collab with people. You kind of like your back office stuff. Spend a couple months doing that, get some promotion going, drop a big single, go on tour. And then obviously when you're on tour, it's bus, venue, shit, shower, shave, sound check, back to the hotel, smoke, drink, whatever, get hype. And then go to the show from 8 to 2. And then your afters, and then you call way it. Way better hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Way and better you hours. call it, and I just always compare. What afterwards, afterwards is usually like a five hour training or something yeah like so that. i was just i always compare it's the same way Crazy. it's just like this this is just not music it's just the the intellectual property is like the uh, what he speaks about and then you know like financial independence freedom moving towards those goals but it's the same thing you know like instead of a single matt drops like a big event in slovenia or czech or uk or portugal and then they spend like very specific times and uh, like lead ups to make these things pop. You know, like the Portugal event is eight weeks out, same with the UK, same with Germany. So they spend all this time with these people and then the climax is when we get there and it's very similar to like a show. Matt is the headliner, like there are openers, the openers are local, like they're the ones that get people in the door and then Matt punches it in the face and wows it and like opens it up. And then we just do the same thing. We're, it's the same thing. Airports, yeah. <laughs> uh, venues, security. It's um, it's wild because the, the way exact you exact same thing. It's it's very similar. The it's way you exactly describe it though is like <laughs> that's why it worked so well. Because I started in music and did tours. And yeah, that's what I was about to when say. When I like picked up with him, I was like, I'm very familiar with this already, and like now it's easy to he can tell like I've had it from the jump. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm used to this style of stuff, but it's weird that network marketing is like that. But it's only at a specific level that it runs and operates like that tour vibe but uh yeah it's it's amazing the overlap there right on the nose honestly right on the nose now pre-pandemic is it the same length as like the band world so like we would tour for like five six weeks when you guys were doing these events how long were you on the road consistently for like what's the for longest time longest that you were like we're yeah. on we're on tour right so, now. So so my longest run um was 5 weeks. My Damn. longest run on tour. Um but I wouldn't say that was the most tedious. Uh the most tedious was November to remember. 
Last year, November. Yeah, November to remember, we hit 20 cities in 25 days, and the only reason we didn't go 25 for 25 was because of the fact that we had a retreat for our leaders in Dominican Republic, smack in the middle. Um, but we literally Bummer. went... <laughs> yeah yeah right that was that was a saving grace honestly i would have lost my brains but it was literally like yeah i i love that i did it i'll never do it again in my life like you couldn't pay me enough in order to do it it was 20 cities 25 days we would wake up at the crack of dawn like god knows what time jump on a flight immediately land and we were very diligent when it came to touring we didn't party there was no drinking it was like yo land check into the hotel immediately work out like that was such a huge thing for us to keep our like serotonin levels and dopamine levels like just flaring at all times from there come back shower. it was it was literally robotic come back shower go to the event speak at the event speak at a training from the training go to a dinner from the dinner come back home try to bomb in four hours five hours of sleep to be awake at five six in the morning in order to get the next flight yeah the the the, the 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 easy way that like now it's morphed into is like very template based like you show up and you do like this you like you meet with the leaders and you get acclimated and then the, yeah and then well that that night you go to dinner with like the big leaders set the pace you say all right we're gonna do this over the next two days and then the next day you train with the team and then, you know, network marketing is about like calling and getting to work. So they just all get together and then they like slam it for the whole day and just work, work, work. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day is the event. So the reason that November was really hard is because we essentially had to do that like every city where you slam all three at once where now it's like more of like an artist thing. You fly in early, you kind of check it out, you get ready. Right. Yeah. And now or in November it was like, we, yeah, we'd we take kinda, like an 8 a.m. flight, get there at 10, We kind of did November, though, more so to like, I, I, at least in my mindset, was to set the pace for the other <clears throat> leaders inside of the organization as to where we were like, yo, look, like, don't allow somebody at this caliber to outwork you. Right. So I made this like predominant, very in-your-face statement as to where I was like, look, we're going to do something that's never been done before inside of this industry and we're going to exhaust ourselves and then that's when the work starts kind of like working out you feel me like right. it's like all right cool all right you're tired but where the muscles are stretched that's where it is that you get the results and that's kind of what it was that we did and it set the pace tremendously like the rest of our organization saw it and they were like all right cool we know what we got to do yeah some people pussyfoot around but then when they see him making x amount per month <laughs> and they just sit on their ass and right. kind of just like <laughs> uncomfortability puts, yeah. puts the ball in their court and that's like the, how you continue to make these teams grow which is like he's the one who does the growing speed of the leader speak, speed of the team i guess yeah yeah but it's funny because that's like that's the main lesson that comes out of that is like they'll do what you do and because there's three hundred thousand people watching like at all times it <laughs> very much like spores like very quickly out just starts in one and then bleeds over so it's weird because he could be very complacent and like he could do these weeks all the time but it's the fact that like we stay in the trenches like all the fucking time that make it so like even the even the dudes that are already making six figures a month like they feel behind because matt's pace is just insanity and like yeah he has a business partner so it's a little different like he doesn't do it all himself but 
like the balance that they have is pretty cool like they can he can just like he says all the time you know like his partner jason is like the brain and then matt's the muscle like if you need something that is like you need to make a decision you need to be motivated or you know you want to like feel that energy and like know that it's coming into you and like rising through then matt will get you there but you know at the same time like his unspoken about business partner jason is just like a legend in his own right for how he plays chess and they both make each other move in like a really cool way that is like very very hard to replicate if yeah. you were to try to extremely <laughs> valuable to yeah. have that yeah. bit, like really really valuable so right? like what's the pressure like because i know if we're like comparing it to like the bam world and ace can back me up you feel a certain kind of pressure on tour to like okay how am i gonna keep this going people are looking at me for great songs i need to go home and write a great song i feel that like pressure for you it's gotta be 10 times because we're talking about money like people are coming to us for feelings but when they come to you for like financial advice and you're on tour show after show the pressure's gotta be no not necessarily though and and I look at what you guys do and I'm like fuck man there has to be so much pressure like how do I top the last song how do I top the last album and for me what it is that I'm doing in essence you guys are kind of doing the same thing but I'm just showing my growth and I don't have I guess mine isn't measured which is very relieving. Mine's not measured. I don't have yeah. X amount of hits that hit my song or you know, radio play or anything along those lines. I'm, I feel in that essence free into a point where I get to just, hey, look, this is what I'm going through in my life and my state of form. Yeah. And based off of what it is that I've learned from the exterior and everyone that I'm meeting, I get to base it upon that. And if I go ahead and I repeat the same thing that I spoke about three years ago, it's not necessarily a hit of a nostalgia. It hits different every single time. Right. Like different metaphors and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I think he has been so vetted in this that, like, it, it's nothing faces him. But, like, to, to really answer it, I think, like, some of the people that we're going to expect a lot in a weird way. Like, right. They got to be, like, really looking for it's answers. It's crazy. That's, that's more so, like, I, I'll be honest. That's more like, so that tell the lesson here. energy in it. Like, it is, like, people come up with, like, man, they're going through fucked up situations and everyone is in the world. But at that moment, they get to vocalize it with a mentor and somebody that they look up to face to face. You know, as I went to these shows, very seldom would I have the face-to-face moment with these leaders or these singers or these icons in my eyes. And I try to give them that every single time. And when that happens, I'm like, all right, cool. We got this few minutes and they spew out. And this isn't me complaining at all. I love it. Yeah. But it's more so the, the most taxing thing about it all and the most challenging and pressuring thing to answer you yeah. is more so the energy that is exerted from conversation to con- Like, dude, I'll do an event of 7,000 people and we'll walk and get stopped and walk and get stopped and I'm so down to have these conversations. Like, this is why I do what I do. But you are embodying their pain you are embodying their traumas their trials their tribulations and 
I'm such an individual that feels what they feel. You have to snap out of what they're feeling and immediately find a like solution. Trying to care for them it's in empathy. a way. It's empathy. Yeah, yeah. empathy. And yeah. it is, it's sure. why, that sure. is the most pressuring point. Not what yeah. I'm going to say, how do I get better at anything along those lines, but more yeah. so everything I say to Nick, Ace, or whatever the case may be, everything I say is a lasting impression that will last them an entire lifetime. Right. Because they're the most vulnerable that they've been ever. And at that moment, you have to be on your P's and Q's. You have to be sharp and you have to be personally developed and you have to be spiritually balanced and you have to be mentally balanced. And that is the hardest part. That and then balancing your own demons, your own thought processes, your own trials, your own tribulations. That is the hardest part. That's where the pressure comes in. Right, right. Yeah, that was, that was said a lot better than what I was going. But for. it is like the same. I mean, Ace, it's like the same thing. Like a kid come up and be like, "Dude, like this song, like really." And yeah. you're right; they're so vulnerable. Just telling you that Dude, you got. I attest like, to it, though. I've, yeah, I attest to it. Like, right. I, like I said, I was a fan of y'all's music for years, and I'm gonna sh- like stretch that years. Yeah, because we're old. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're stretching? Yeah, more so, but. I remember, I remember. When like, you met me, did I have hair? You did have hair. Damn. Yeah. Years. <laughs> That's a long And it years. was a good hairline, too. It was a good Thanks. Italian hair. It, was kind, it kind of looked like Ace's hairline, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but like, for instance, you, you, we always joke about it, but love your friends die laughing. Like, dude, that got me through an insane amount. Like, yeah, I left my, I left my phone. What was it? I left my, my heart song. and my phone. <laughs> he said, I left my yeah. heart and my phone in the center council. Like, yo, I left my feelings behind. I left my phone for my contacts, right? That's what I took it as. Right, like, right. I, I left my, and I remember saying like, all right, cool. I got to leave what I'm feeling behind. This is the way I took it. I'm not sure how you wrote it, but I got to leave my heart behind. I got to leave maybe even the contacts that I have inside of my phone to reach a different, better day. Right. And like moments like that, hearing songs like that, like you guys changed my entire life, right. whether you guys know it or not. And it's pretty cool because now I'm chilling with these boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote that song about you. So, Dude, I'm glad that you picked I remember and the fact that you that. had <laughs> hair when you wrote it about me, I know you care. <laughs> I was looking in the mirror the whole time I was writing it. Just at myself. <laughs> Love that. Um, so I got a question, uh, Matt. Talk to so me, So like in these super intense moments where a lot's going through your head maybe, like who's there to back you and like be the voice for you to talk to or be the shoulder for you to talk to in those moments? For a long time, although I was surrounded by a lot of individuals. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm That's sorry. a great question. Is it shoulder for you to talk? Yeah, shoulder for you to talk to. It's like the so you talk to something and then just just talk. I feel you. Who do you cry to, man? What makes you cry? Um, (laughs) Here's a question: What makes you sob? Jeez. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The ending of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Um, For a long time, I felt. I had people around me every day of my life for the past seven years, but I felt alone for the first three or four. And then even more so when we started to make a name for ourselves, I guess. Um, And I didn't 
it happened so fast that I didn't have an infrastructure to be able to lean into. Um, so I remember specifically, um, I hit a rank called Chairman 100, which was seven figures inside of the business. And this is what like I, I always wanted. I thought I wanted. And I got to that. And I remember waking up one day, hungover, beyond belief, and laying in bed. And I know it wasn't just the alcohol, but I was fucked, man. I didn't want to get out of bed. My heart was just fucking aching. And I didn't know what to do at that moment. And at that moment, I realized I had nobody to turn to, or at least I thought. Um, and not to get like sacrilege or anything along those lines, but I ended up contacting uh, one of my business partners, David Imonitier. And he said, you got a hole in your heart that money's not going to fill. And you got people, so that's not going to do it either. There's a spirituality aspect that you're missing. And I don't care what you believe in, you got to fill that void. So for me, it was God, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my belief. But when that happened, it opened the gateway to people in a fleshly world that I could talk to which was really amazing because once I found that spiritual realm, I was able to sit down and find the fleshly aspects of that. And now for me, I got my mentor who is the bomb.com. Like he's incredible, but that's one. I, I feel that everyone has certain pillars of their life and you gotta have somebody for each pillar. You know, my pillars are my finances, my relationship with God, my relationships with my friends and, 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 and family, including my wife and that, my finances and my health. Those are my five pillars. The five pillars differ from absolutely everyone. But as long as you have someone to come to at each and every single one of those pillars, you're balanced. And I think that that's what it was. Not necessarily balanced because balance means perfection. There's no such thing. But you've got a rhythm at least. And that's what it was that helped me. So for me now, we'll talk about like, you know, my business partner being one. Like that is my 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 guide. Like when I'm when I'm lost and I'm stressed and I'm like, dude, what are we doing here? He's the one that pulls me back on track. My mentor, the one that slaps me back on track. Right? Like my business partner pulls me back on track nicely. Like, hey man, this way. My mentor just goes back on track. My wife. My wife just completely keeps me grounded. You know, um, the church that I go to, that, that is a massive out, outlet for me. And then my best friends that have nothing to do with business. You see, my best friends that have nothing to do with business that I'm in personally, and I kept my day ones around by design, but they are the individuals that I go to to remain grounded because the moment I get Hollywood or anything along those lines, they're like, bruh. Yeah. Bruh, I've seen you do some trashy things. Like, remember who you are, right? <laughs> so, yeah, those are those are my support systems. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 That rocks, man. It does. It's very, very cool. It's inspirational. Absolutely. It's really interesting because you see, like, I mean, I've, I've watched a bunch of videos and stuff of the events that you do and the way you carry yourself. And, you know, it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, my God, that's so much success it's such an amazing feat oh man to it is it's such an impressive place to be but 
a lot of people, I think, when they look for success or they search for it, they don't count those pillars or the things that you need to hold up what you really are. And you want to go from the bottom to the top like that. And I know even a lot in trading, like if you want to, if you want to, uh, relate that to the trading world it's like everybody wants to get rich everybody wants to get rich quick but you don't want to go through the agonizing steps or thinking of like okay what are my pillars like applying that to your trading style to how you're going to grow your money or financial independence or anything like that if you're going to get somewhere a base and those pillars that you brought up are very important to have to every little thing dude trading is 80 percent mindset 20 percent fundamental and technical analysis yeah like it it is man i'll even raise the bar bro it's 90 10 like it it is all what's going on in the heart and the head now i tell my guys that trade i tell them i'm like dude if you're going through a breakup step away from the charts yeah if you're just got fired from your job step away from the charts if you're in uncertainty in your life step away from the charts you need to be the charts demand more than almost anything I've seen in my entire life. Like it, you have to be so centered, not emotionally involved, not emotionally attached. You know, good not spirits. Fucking mosh, yeah. dude. <laughs> dude. I just like, oh you know man, that? the charts have no mercy, dude. That, you know, you we get the first punk stock uh, mosh hoodie. You know, it's got the picture of the mosh pit, like Wall yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. Under, it says the charts demand more meme font. Oh, my dude, oh my God. Dude. I would... Ro- Yo, takes notes. <laughs> I would rock that 100%. The charts demand more. I, already, I got that. I wrote it brother. down before I said it. <laughs> the Yo, charts so you guys, you guys can't see what's going on, but Ace has a clipboard yeah <laughs> right I now do. he always has a clipboard and you know what honestly nine times out of ten he's not writing anything when he holds a clipboard i feel like a little more like laid back i'm like all right Ace, Dude, I'm, I'm writing bro coach coach is in session yeah i try and you know have a little bit of straight it helps me stay a little structured in this environment i sure. feels i yeah. feels dom would it you works. agree with that because dom is our like fundamental chart guy would you agree to that you think the charts involve us it's insane (laughs) every you just said it's insane give me more every (laughs) god-awful trade i've ever made is all emotion-based or every trade that i haven't made is all emotion-based well emotion is a an important part of yeah to trust i'm saying yeah 90 percent, maybe more for sure and that's probably why like i mean the numbers are insane whether you go forex crypto normal penny stock trading like i think it's one out of four out of five forex traders like blow up in the first six months options traders like the numbers are so high because people just can't handle it or they don't want to train themselves to handle the emotion training is such an important yeah and it's hard like even if you look at like some of the top traders that go through their trades and you know i'm sure a lot of the people you know matt they'll show you where they mess up it's because of emotional Dude, a lot of the people I know, me. (laughs) Me, man. I was looking at my entries on Bitcoin. Yeah, oh my God, have I? Yeah, you were telling me yesterday. I was looking at my entries on Bitcoin. Like, I was like, let me me just look at my entries. And I can almost, each entry, I can remember where I was. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the entries and I was like, oh man, dude, you were in a phase of your life where you were pardoned. You thought you had it all. So let's dump it into Bitcoin. I lost my ass. Yeah, I me mean, or or you were in a scarcity mindset. 
and you felt like you needed to make something happen and I lost my ass. But it's the most educated, like my best entries were where it was that my life was aligned. No lie. Like I was, I was just telling Mike the other day, I was like, dude, I had a $4,500 entry on Bitcoin, which is phenomenal in consideration that Bitcoin is, I mean, it hit 19,000 just like two days ago. Yeah, right yeah. now it's 18.6. Like, yeah, 18.6, right right that is unbelievable. But that happened, I remember when that happened. And when that happened, I was in such a good state. So like, for me, I can look at all my entries and I love the fact that it's documented because you kind of like, it's like looking at a song and being like, I know where I was at that moment. Like the entry, I'm like, dude, I know where I was, man. Now it's tripping, dude. Like I remember buying Bitcoin <laughs> drunk off my ass. At, I think it was almost at 13,000. So oh, just wow. to keep the oh, wow. big Bitcoin talk going, uh, where is Bitcoin going? For our listeners that don't maybe do crypto or somebody like us who are like, should we buy Bitcoin? Should you buy it? All right. So for y'all listening right now, I was here in September. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something yeah like September. That. Mm, yeah. I was here in September. And, uh, I think it was Bitcoin, around nine. That yeah, thousand. Bitcoin. Bitcoin was between nine and eleven. I don't remember the exact number, so don't quote me on it. But it was between like nine and eleven. I remember sitting down with Dom. Like every morning, we step into the studio, and immediately it's trade talk, which I knew yeah. I was in the right place. Like, <laughs> immediately, I was like, "Yeah, let's go." Um, I remember saying, "Like, yo, y'all need to get right with Bitcoin. Like, get ready, get ready, get ready." And Nick specifically was like what is the blockchain technology like what is that no one knows what that is and i was like all right man like yeah i get you dude but i know where it's great going. impression <laughs> a little more italian but i didn't know 65 year old cigar smoking <laughs> Agnes. <laughs> he said get right with bitcoin <laughs> but um yeah I, I i remember talking to you know dom ace and nick and I was like, yo, it's going to hit 20 again. Uh, like, I remember specifically saying that. And it was just based not off of, like, this fact that I'm a fucking crypto guru or anything like that. But I really believe that, you know, what you know is associated by who you know. Bottom line. And I happen to know really awesome people that have really been vested into the cryptocurrency technology space. And they had been calling this. And it's kind of like they're they're, like dude it's wild like they can tell the future like i look at these guys and i i aspire to be like them in the trading space i'm not by any means right now but i aspire to be like these individuals and i remember them telling us that so i come in now it is what we're november what november 22nd yeah 22 right right before thanksgiving my favorite holiday right so um november 22nd we're breaching 20 so where do i see it and i mean this is not i repeat this is not a trade signal or anything along those lines um but based off of what it is that i know and who i know um i don't see bitcoin being anything small on a scale it's not a fucking bubble by any means this is the future um, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Like, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Shout out Mandalorian. Uh, this is the way that business is going to be conducted. Um, and I do see Bitcoin no more than 48 months being 100 a coin. 100K That's a insane. coin. That's <laughs> insane. Oh, 
that that's man. that and, and again i could be wrong you guys could look back at this podcast i'm like matt's a fuck like he had no idea what it was that he's talking about sitting at fucking five hundred dollars a month but when you look at these like jp morgan when you look at goldman sachs yeah. when you look at all these massive institutional traders and liquidity providers and you see that they're doubling down on cryptocurrency yeah, banks are scaling in hard they're creating their own cryptocurrencies backed by other cryptocurrencies it's just evident like there's a coin shortage right now with with the pandemic going on there hasn't been an appropriate audit on on uh uh, uh what's this shit called where where all of our gold is held uh treasury Hmm? No. The mint? No. no, where 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 all of our gold is held. Uh, like Fort Knox. Alcatraz. Fort Knox. Fort Knox. There hasn't been there hasn't been an appropriate audit in how long. You cannot say things like that. <laughs> Tom's laughing so hard. Alcatraz. But but there hasn't there hasn't been an appropriate audit in so long that it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Actually hilarious. Come on, guys, give me some. Fuck, man, Alcatraz. Yeah, nonsense. Nonsense. The movie like, The Rock. Did they? Did they count it? I was trying to think of like something weird in my head. Yeah, that hit me perfect. But but there hasn't there hasn't been an appropriate audit in how long. You know, it's only a matter of time till the dollar is shorting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a shortage of dollars. I mean, not that the dollar's shorting, but there's a shortage of dollars. There's I, I a know what you mean. Yeah. So it's like it's gonna come to a point where it's obsolete, man. And and everything we do is the digital age. Everything we do is the digital age, and now more than ever. So it only makes sense that our currency goes to that area as well, where we eliminate euro, we eliminate yen, we eliminate. Yeah, those economies will drive, but at the end of the day, I think that a cohesive currency is going to be cryptocurrency, and it only makes sense. Follow the patterns. That's what trading's about. Think about it. We we trade because we're able to recognize a pattern. If we're able to recognize and predict a pattern, we find ourselves in a profitable situation. That's right. what this is about. All right, we're going to take a break here and continue with episode two of this conversation. It just gets better as it goes, so stay tuned. As always, none of this is financial advice or investment ideas. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Punk Stock. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.